welcome back to Sinister Sisters. Today's episode, of course, looks quite different because it's just me, Shrimp. Cat has the illness now, we've switched places, and she's the one coughing up a lung this week, so I'm here to tell you a true crime story by myself today, which is going to be kind of weird because who am I supposed to talk to? I guess I spend enough time talking to myself that, you know, I should be pretty well organized to do this. Before we get into the episode though, um, if you follow us on Instagram, you'll know that we are changing our upload schedule. To be quite honest, two episodes a week was pretty ambitious. If you don't know, Kat did all of the, well does all of the editing, um, both audio and visual editing, so she had a lot of shit to do every week with two episodes. I mean, we both work full-time, and everything. It was just a lot. So what we're going to do is Sinister Sundays or possibly Sinister Saturdays because again we love an alliteration and there's two S's in the week. So what we're going to do is yes Sinister Saturdays slash Sinister Sundays and once a week uh, Kat and I are going to take turns talking about a topic. Kat's going to continue with Soapbox I think and then I'm going to continue with True Crime. So instead of True Crime Tuesdays, you'll have True Crime Sinister Saturdays. You'll still have an episode every week and you will still be able to hear things from Kat's end and from my end. It's just we need to relax a little bit. Well, for our last True Crime Tuesday episode, um, we're talking about the Lonely Hearts Killers who are Martha Beck and Raymond Fernandez. The topic of our season this season is devious duos. And these two people were the devious of duos and they murdered people together. Before we get into that, even more things, I have to self-promo our Instagram, which is sinistersisters.podcast. Um, our TikTok, which is sinistersisterspodcast on YouTube at Sinister Sisters Podcast, and you can email us at sinistersisterspod at gmail.com. Um, we have a case request form that is in the Instagram bio, the episode description, and the um, YouTube video description. Cool, now we can finally get into the episode. So the content warnings for today are sexual assault, domestic violence, child abuse, capital punishment, and murder. Again, we're talking about Raymond Fernandez and Martha Beck, who are also known as the Lonely Hearts Killers. This would be the time in the episode that I ask Kat if she's heard of them. She says no, and we continue on from there. Martha Beck was born as Martha Jewel Seabrook on May 6th, 1920 in Milton, Florida. She claimed to have been sexually assaulted by her brother growing up, and said that upon telling her mother she was beaten and told that it was her fault, essentially. After she finished school, she studied nursing, but she had trouble finding a job due to her weight. This was like the 30s, 1930s, so that was a thing at the time. She had some kind of genetic disorder that caused her to gain weight um, quite quickly, and I guess it made her in the 1930s incapable of doing her job. I don't know, it doesn't make sense to me now, but she initially became an undertaker's assistant and prepared female bodies for burial. She quit her job and moved to California where she worked 
in an army hospital as a nurse. And she eventually became pregnant out of wedlock in California. And this was a big deal in this time period. We also don't know who the father is. She apparently tried to convince him to marry her, but he refused. So single and pregnant, she returned to Florida to be with family so that she could have support, I suppose. She carried out an elaborate charade in which she claimed the father was a serviceman that she had married and later claimed that he had been killed in the Pacific campaign. The town mourned her loss and the story was published in the local newspaper. Shortly after her daughter was born, she became pregnant again by a Pensacola bus driver named Alfred Beck. They married quickly and divorced six months thereafter and she gave birth to a son. Now a single mother with two children, Martha took employment at the Pensacola Children's Hospital and fell into a world of romance books and movies. She placed a Lonely Hearts ad in 1947, to which Raymond Fernandez answered. A Lonely Hearts ad is one that is placed in a newspaper by someone who is trying to find a lover or a friend. Um, There's an example of one in the case file, and I know that there is because I've already done the case file because I am on top of it today. So, Raymond Fernandez was born on December 17th, 1914 in Hawaii to Spanish parents. Shortly thereafter, they moved to Connecticut. As an adult, he moved to Spain, married, and had four children, all of whom he abandoned later on in life. After serving in British intelligence during World War II, Fernandez decided to seek work. Shortly after boarding a ship bound for America, a steel hatch fell on top of him, fracturing his skull and injuring his frontal lip. The damage left by this injury may well have affected his social and sexual behaviour. Upon his release from the hospital, Fernandez stole some clothing and was imprisoned for a year, during which time his cellmate taught him voodoo and black magic. He later claimed that this black magic gave him irresistible power and charm over women. After having served his sentence, Fernandez moved to New York City and began answering personal ads by lonely women. He would wine and dine them, then steal their money and possessions. Most were too embarrassed to report the crimes. In one case, he travelled with a woman all the way to Spain, where he visited his wife and introduced the two women. His female travelling companion then died under suspicious circumstances. He then took possession of her property with a forged will. Like, this lady just died. I couldn't find any um, information on how she died. It says under suspicious circumstances, but I don't know what happened, and also why he wasn't, like, investigated for it. In 1947, he answered a personal ad that was placed by Martha Beck. Fernandez visited Beck and stayed for a short time, and she told everyone that they were to be married. He returned to New York while she made preparations in Milton, Florida, where she lived. Abruptly, she was fired from her job, likely because of rumours about her and Fernandez. I don't know why this would cause her to lose her job, perhaps because she was living with him for a short time, and they weren't married, and it's so terribly, terribly impure. So after she was fired, she packed up and arrived on Fernandez's doorstep in New York. Fernandez enjoyed the way she catered to his every whim, and he confessed his criminal enterprises. Beck quickly became a willing participant and sent her children to the Salvation Army. She posed as Fernandez's sister, giving him an air of respectability. Their victims often stayed with them, or with her. She was extremely jealous, 
and would go to great lengths to make sure he and his intended never consummated their relationship. When he did have sex with a woman, both were subjected to Beck's violent temper. So, she would pose as his sister while he was scamming women out of their money from these Lonely Lonely Hearts ads, and sometimes these women would even stay with her because, you know, it's the 1940s, and... You know, even now, people are more likely to trust a woman. It just gave him an extra air of, oh, this is a good man because, you know, he's got, this is a sister and his sister will keep me safe. Except for they weren't siblings, they were common law, I guess, common law married. Apparently she went to great lengths to make sure that they never actually slept together. And if he did, she would be violent and um, angry at both of them. In 1949, the pair committed the three murders of which they would later be convicted. Janet Fay, who was 66, became engaged to Fernandez and went to stay at his Long Island apartment. When Beck saw her and Fernandez in bed together, she smashed Fay's head in with a hammer in a murderous rage and then Fernandez strangled her. Faye's family became suspicious, and the couple moved on to a new victim. They traveled to Byron Center Road in Wyoming Township, Michigan, a suburb of Grand Rapids, to meet Delphine Downing, a young widow with a two-year-old daughter. While they stayed with Downing, she became agitated, and Fernandez gave her sleeping pills. Enraged by Downing's crying daughter, Beck strangled her, though didn't kill her. Fernandez thought Downing would become suspicious if she saw her bruised daughter, so he shot the unconscious woman. The couple then stayed for several days in Downing's house, and again, becoming enraged by the daughter's crying, Beck drowned her in a basin of water. They buried the bodies in the basement, but suspicious neighbours reported their disappearance, and police arrived at their door on February 28th, 1949. The... Couple were only convicted of one murder. They were known to have committed two more and were suspected of killing up to 20 people between 1947 and 1949. When when police arrived at their door on February 28th, Fernandez quickly confessed, but the pair vehemently denied committing the 17 murders that were attributed to them, and Fernandez tried to retract his confession, saying he made it up to protect Martha. They were extradited to New York and sentenced to death for the murder of Janet Fay. They were both executed at Sing Sing Prison on March 8th, 1951. This trope might sound familiar to you, and that is because it has been used many a time in a bunch of popular media, one being a movie called The Honeymoon Killers, which apparently has become a cult classic in America. There have also been um, episodes based on this case on on Criminal Minds and um, Law and Order and one of those other crime shows. This is definitely a case that has made waves in popular media and not just for, not just in true crime circles, I guess. Anyways, that is the case of the Lonely Hearts killers, Martha Beck and Raymond Fernandez. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate us on the audio app 
or like and subscribe if you're on YouTube and um, follow us on Instagram at sinistersisters.podcast and let us know what cases you'd like to hear by using the case request form in all of those places. Another perk of following us on Instagram is that you will find out things way before you do by listening to the podcast, like um, the change to our upload schedule. It's all around beneficial to follow us on Instagram, I'm just saying. Be sure you check out the case file for this episode as well. It's a good one! I hope that this episode was fine, given that it is just me, shrimp, and no cats today. Hopefully we'll have cat back for our next episode. And yeah, see you then.